The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In a world that can be challenging and at times unpredictable, it's hard to find moments to focus on what you need. Join Stephanie James on The Spark as she guides you to use your inner flame to ignite your best life. As a best-selling author, psychotherapist, transformational life coach, and international show host, Stephanie is dedicated to helping you create a life that takes you, your goals, and your passions to the next level so you can live a life that is fully lit up and fully alive. She believes that your life is meant to be a beautiful expression of the things that light you up. That by living your dreams, you give permission to others to do the same. Are you ready to feel alive and inspired to fuel your dreams and put a fire behind your desires? Let's ignite a spark in one another that will illuminate the world. The Spark with your host, Stephanie James, starts now. Welcome to The Spark. I'm your host, Stephanie James. And we are taking The Spark and we are igniting it. If you've been following The Spark for the last five years, We have taken the spark and we are going to the next level. So we are helping to ignite the sparks in one another. I have with me today the wonderful Jennifer Sakalo. I am so excited for you to meet her. She's a transformational expert and author of Claim Your Swagger, which I'm so excited to talk about. It's the first of a three-book series to help readers survive trauma and thrive through life. Her work has appeared in Live Strong, excuse me, her work has appeared in Live Strong, Prevention Magazine, and more. She's a highly sought-after speaker and consultant with over 10 years as a global leadership consultant, helping high-performing individuals at various multinational Fortune 500 companies create positive and sustainable change in themselves to become better for those they lead. Thrilled to have you here on the show. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for inviting me. It is truly an honor to be here. Well, I'm just thrilled. You know, this this book, first of all, I just love the title. Claim I your swagger. In, I just fell in love with the word. So I was really thinking about this whole concept of what what is it? What's my what am I basing this whole thing around? And the word swagger kept coming up in different aspects of my life. And I kept kind of, I kept thinking about it going, I really like that word. And so once I landed on it, then of course I had to figure out how I wanted to define it. And then 
as you'll read in the book and as others will read in the book, I had severe test anxiety as a young child. And one of my coping mechanisms was creating these techniques for me to be able to learn and memorize. And one of those is acronyms. So then swagger is not only a word, it then became an acronym. And that stands for self-worth, appreciation for your strengths and limitations, gratitude for how your life experiences have helped shape who you are, grounded in your core values, empowered to overcome your self-limiting beliefs, and renewed through a greater focus on your passion and purpose. Love that. You know, and I and I just love the word swagger, period. So when I started reading your book, I was like, oh, I love that. You know, I can remember <laughs> those times, you know, and I don't want to give away anything in the book necessarily. And I, you know, I was remembering myself as a young yes. woman, you know, in high school or college and having right. that sense of just like, oh, I've got everything together and remembering you know, a friend of mine saying, oh, yeah, my last name used to be Sorensen. And he said, oh, you got the Sorensen swagger. And I was like, oh, that is too good. And then to learn the acronym and that we, of course, at times, all of us, you know, we we get some of these real life, you know, situations or difficulties. And we're like, where did that go? It sometimes feels like either life stole it or somebody stole it from you. Yeah. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit, Jennifer, about that journey for you? Sure. Absolutely. So first of all, I have to share with everybody, I'm a super private person. So to be willing to do this, to put this out there for the world to see was a massive leap for me, knowing how important it is to connect with your audience and your readers, because they want to know that you've been through similar experiences. They want to be able to relate to you, to resonate with you. And so I knew how important it was to share some of my own journey, even though it was incredibly scary to do so. But I, I was always a super independent, confident young woman. I mean, I, my sister, I remember she used to, my younger sister used to be in tears at, we were in high school together and she used to watch me walking around by myself as if I didn't have any friends, but I was just super independent and I was just really comfortable in my own skin. And I, even at a young age, really knew who I was. And all through college, everything, I feel like I've got, you know, I'm tackling the world head on. I'm doing things to the best of my ability. I excelled at just about everything, not to the point where I was better than everybody else, but I always did my best. I always excelled and felt like I had put my best foot forward. And then I got married and I was in my very early 20s. So probably about 23, I think I got married. Now, my parents have been married for now over 50 some years and they still love each other and they're still together. And that was my role model. So I wanted that in my own marriage. But the problem is one person can't do that for the whole relationship. And, and no fault to the person I was married to. And I don't blame, I have no blame, no judgment, nothing here. This is merely just sharing my experience. I don't know that this individual really knew what love was. So if somebody doesn't, then how do you actually share that or participate really fully in a relationship? And 
I also think there were some other things going on with the individual, and I still don't know what those were, but it was it was a very tumultuous and I would say quite toxic relationship, especially from a verbal perspective and and just waking up one day going, I'm not sure what day we're going to have today. Are you getting out of bed today? Are you going to get up today? Are you going to work today? What are we doing? Because I need to know so I can plan. So it was a pretty horrific time in my life and my whole world kind of felt like it was falling apart because the dreams and all these things that I had envisioned, life isn't always a fairy tale. And there were times in our relationship where we had agreed on who would do what, responsibilities. Well, he was taking care of the bills and I come home one day and there's eviction notice on the door. Fast forward, by the time the ink dried on the papers, we had been married less than it took to get the divorce. So it took longer to get divorced than we were actually married. So I found myself pretty much almost homeless. My aunts, two of my aunts, bless their hearts, took me in. Uh, All of my worldly possessions were kind of stuffed away in some storage facility. I was almost basically living out of my car, working three jobs and just going, how the heck did I get here? How did I go from super confident, taking the world by storm to, oh my gosh, this is the first time in my life where I have no idea what to do. And so I had to make a choice. I had to decide, is this the path I wanted to continue down? Did I even know or recognize who I saw in the mirror anymore. Cause my dad, one day, I remember talking to him on the phone and he said, you're not the same person anymore. And that was a big wake up call for me. It was a, a good reminder to do some of my own checks and balances and start asking some of my own questions. And I was going through, I was very fortunate. The company I was working with at the time had access to some therapy. So I actually was working with a therapist. And I remember her asking me this one session, she said, you know, I haven't figured out a reason to hate you yet. So why do you? So I remember some of these really powerful moments that I had during that time and making that choice to say, no, this is, this is not my life. This is not where I wanted to go. This is not what I, who I want to be. And so what am I going to do about it? And one step one day at a time, I started to pull myself out of that hole and to re-engage and with who I am, to do a lot of self-reflection, self-discovery, personal development, ask some tough questions. How did I get here? Why am I in this place? What do I do differently going forward? And now I look back on all those experiences and know that I wouldn't be the same person I am today if I hadn't gone through them. And so I am truly grateful for having had those experiences. Do I want to repeat them? Oh my goodness, no, thank you. But I am so grateful. And I know that every opportunity that we have in life, every experience is an opportunity for us to learn and to grow and to develop if we have the right mindset and are open to it. And I think that's the key, right? I mean, you just hit it. 
it's it's so much our perspective on yes. these things that we've gone through. And it's like we can stay in victimhood. Yeah. You know, like like life happened to, to me. Us. Right. Yeah. Or we can move ahead to that, you know, this is happening for me. That's right. Actually. That's right. What can I get out of this? And sometimes I know we have to, because when you're in the midst of some of this, I have to be honest, you're, you're, it's difficult to put yourself in that mindset. You sometimes have to get through some of the hardest parts to be able to know that, okay, I'm going to be okay. And then you can look back and start reflecting. Now, I think I have the capacity to do both. But at the time, I was probably literally surviving the moments, <laughs> getting through them. But it, it is, I mean, and it takes life experiences. You know, I really, during that time, thought I had this big letter D branded on my forehead, you know, divorced, damaged, danger, you know, pig, take your pick. I thought for, oh. it's horrible, but you meet people in your life. And my husband that I have now that I've been married to for, gosh, going on almost 18 years now, and He's the first person that helped me see that whole experience as not something to be ashamed of, not something to be looked at as damaged or anything bad. He actually appreciated the fact that I had been married before. It was a good thing to him. And so sometimes you need these external things that come into your life to help you look at your experiences from a different perspective. I think that's really, again, such an essential key when, when we're in the middle of it and we're going through it, sometimes we are, it's, we're not just surviving it. We're also in a state of shock. Right. And it's, it is hard to get that paradigm. Like, oh, this is going to be a wonderful lesson for me. I'm going to get something so great out of this. Or you have those people say, oh, and this too shall pass or what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And when you're in the middle of it, that is the last thing you want to hear. You may know that, but mm-hmm. you don't want to hear it right then. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think sometimes the best thing we can do is just like, I don't have all the information right, right. now. If that's all I can hold is like, I don't know what this is going to be. Yet. Yet, exactly. That's right. So I'm, I'm going to hold this and say, okay, at some point, I'm really going to be able to look at this right now. I'm just going to get through it. And, and so you did, Jennifer, and talk yes. about, so, so what happened next for you? Well, for me, I, I started asking a lot of questions about where I was in my life, including not just my relationship. That obviously started the whole process of the divorce and, and really going down that path, but also even the career choice that I was in. I was in corporate fitness. So my whole background is in behavior change. A lot of it was health related. So health behavior change was my undergraduate degrees around that. I was running entire fitness facilities for organizations, for corporations. That was one of their perks. And I was making less than some of the executive assistants that were coming to my facility that were, had no college education that, you know, were no, nothing against them, but I was sitting there going, wait a minute. At the end of the day, a girl's got to get paid. And (laughs) I went to school and I worked my tail off and this is not really panning out to be what I really thought it would be. And so I started to look at different avenues and said, okay. And I tried lots of different things. 
I went private. I went into financial services. I went into marketing and sales. I worked in a construction organization in their marketing and sales department. I worked with a contract furniture uh, company that did interiors, office interiors. And I really explored lots of different things, expanding my own capabilities and skill sets, all building, building, building the foundational skills that now I lean on. And then, you know, bless his heart, my husband gave me this opportunity when we got together to really stop everything and ask myself, what did I want to be when I grew up? What was my real purpose? What was going to really make me happy in life? And I went back to school and I got my master's degree. And I, again, was still in this health related field. So it's still all behavior change. So my master's is actually an exercise in wellness. But if you look at all of the coursework that I had, it's all on how people change behavior. And that was what I really loved. I really loved that piece. How do I help people create positive and sustainable change in their lives? And so that prompted me to kind of really get into supporting. I was coaching cancer survivors for a period of time and really helping them post-treatment because they're at a loss. They don't know where to go. They've had a life-changing experience. They don't know what to do with themselves. And I always wanted to help them see cancer as a spark that creates the rest of their life instead of something they survived. So I was doing that with private coaching and clients. And then I got, I went to a Christmas party and I was, the Christmas party was all women and it was bring an appetizer, bring a friend. I was the friend. There were these amazing women at this party. And this is how I love when you're open to things that come into your life, when you're paying attention, when you're intentional about how you show up and who you are. I told myself going to that party that I was going to learn everybody's names. I don't know why, but I did. That was my goal. That was my objective. So then it became almost the party trick. So anytime a brand new person came in, they would say, Jennifer, would you like to introduce everybody? And I would say, okay, well, this is so-and-so and she does this, and this is so-and-so and she does this, and this is so-and-so and this is so-and-so. And even by the end of the night, we're all sitting in a circle and everybody had been in different places. And they would, they would say, Jennifer, can you just tell us and remind us who everybody is again? Well, I met a woman who at that party who said, you have to come work for us. And I pursued it after that. And that's when I got into the whole leadership consulting and that took me on another 10, 11 year journey, which I took me all over the world, giving me an opportunity to work with aspiring leaders all the way up to the C-suite of organizations. I was able to really dig into helping people create this positive and sustainable change in their lives, experiential learning. We all learn best by doing and developing these experiential learning programs and watching these aha moments take place in the room as you're facilitating these programs and working with these leaders. And that just lit up my world. And then I got to a point where I said, I have always wanted to write a book from the time I was working with cancer survivors. And I knew that I had to do something drastic if I was going to make it happen. 
And so I stopped everything and focused everything and everything that I've learned in my life, my own journey, all of the work I did with cancer survivors and in health and wellness and with the global leadership work and boiled it all down into my book. Oh my goodness. What a journey, Jennifer. I love this. I love hearing this. And I truly believe what you said is so true that when we are open and we have that intention, I mean, you went into that dinner party with an intention and the universe showed up, right? Exactly. Life showed up for you. How phenomenal. I'm over here just having like a vicarious high (laughs) off your energy and your experience. I love it so much. And I know it's, it's so inspiring to the listeners because all of us have this potential. And when we come back from break, I want to speak with you about some of the tools, some of the things that are in this book that will really help people to claim their own swagger. So thank you so much, Jennifer. Join us all back here, everyone, when we're going to be talking with Jennifer Sakalo about her awesome book, Claim Your Swagger. And you can too. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back here on The Spark, igniting the spark with Jennifer Sakalo. We have been talking about her book, Claim Your Swagger, and she's been sharing these amazing things that have happened in her life that really ignited the sparks in her and helped her to reclaim that swagger. So Jennifer, how can we, how can we as the listeners here, Maybe we've had those great moments of confidence, but we're going through a rough time right now. You know, I work with a lot of people who literally are going through those life transitions that you spoke of. They've gotten divorced and now they're like, okay, who am I? Or I tend to work with a lot of people, it seems, that have just retired. And then they find themselves going, okay, that was my identity. And now who am I? And and what an important time to reclaim your swagger. So Give us some some tools or some tips or how do we start well, moving I, towards that? I love what you just said about our identity and how we define ourselves because we've been conditioned for so long to attach our worth and who we are to what we do. And that is part of the reason why the SWAGGER acronym starts with self-worth and the work that I take people through in the book to help you 
develop a new relationship with your self-worth. I want to help you disconnect who you are from what you do. So from a young age, we've been conditioned, even when we were really little, we would introduce ourselves typically and say, hi, my name is Jennifer and I'm five years old. Or as we got older, we would say, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so and I go to this school or I play this position in sports. And as we get older, often that became, hi, I'm so-and-so and I work with such and such company and this is my position. Or I'm a you know, mother, father, parent of amazing, you know, three amazing kids, whatever that might be. But it was always connected to something external. When we connect our worth to something external, it becomes very vulnerable, as you just mentioned, because when that goes away, now what? What am I left with? And so the reason self-worth is the foundational component of the whole swagger journey is because until we have that mindset shift, that our worth is innate, innate, we were born worthy, period, full stop, no qualifiers needed. That requires a massive mindset shift for most of us. And it takes time to let that shift really take hold. But when we do, that's when we step into that first sense of empowerment. Because no longer are we held at the mercy of what we do or even what anybody else thinks. We're not looking to other people to tell us we're worthy. We already are. And so that is one of the first steps. And one of the things I did in the book was you can't just read something and create change. You have to do something. So not only do I take readers through the concepts and understanding how the brain works and how do we get the brain to work for us instead of against us, working through the actual steps. There are activities, there are daily reinforcements, there are things that you can do right now today to get started on your own swagger journey. And it'll begin with creating a new relationship with your self-worth. So beautiful. You know, I, I think that what you have nailed uh, you know, beautifully is this thing around we do, we get very, very taken with our roles and we have all these, what I call external programs for happiness. That's right. And so we miss that actually that happiness is an inside job. That's right. And, and the other yeah. thing that I find around that is so many people can't even really define what happiness means for them. Well, if you can't define it, if you can't describe it, you can't create it. So one of the things is, right, going within and saying, what are those things that light me up? That's right. And paying attention to those things. I, I love that. What, what would you say then would be a first step for someone who's saying, yeah, wow, I'm aware that my self-worth is external, and, and I do love that you say, it, this is not a light switch. We don't just flip no. a switch. We have an intellectual understanding and our life changes. We have to do something here. I, well, I talk about one of the things that you'll see throughout the entire book, a theme in the whole book is success requires what I call P to the power of three, patience, practice, 
perseverance. We have to recognize that it's taken us a long time to get to where we are today and who we are today. And there are habits that we formed, both good and bad, that kind of govern our lives right now. And to change habits takes time. We have to be patient with ourselves. It's not, to your point, Stephanie, flipping a switch. It is not just being able to turn it on and off. And our brain likes the path of least resistance. So it likes that worn path. It's going to keep going back to that comfort zone because that's what it's used to. So we have to put the time in to practice the new behaviors until they become our new habits, our new way of being. And there's going to come a time and many, many times we're going to face where it gets hard. And that's where most people give up. So the perseverance is you will succeed as long as you keep going. Just don't give up. So P to the power of three is a theme that, that is embedded throughout the book. The One of the biggest things I like to share with people is you already have everything, everything you need to be at your best, perform at your best, and live your best life. Your swagger is waiting for you to claim it. You just need to learn how to use what you already have. And that's what the book helps people do. So if people are questioning, I encourage them to get the book and don't just look at it. Don't just read it. Do the work. Do the work. And are there specific exercises in this that people can actually do the exercise integrated into their life? Yes, absolutely. That's the whole point. So every, every chapter in the acronym has activities associated with it. In fact, in the self-worth chapter, I've had quite a few people who've read the book and reviewed it. They were intrigued by the self, the self-worth assessment that's in the self-worth chapter. So there's assessments, there's tools, there's things for you to do to one, take a picture and a snapshot of where am I today? Because if we don't know our starting point, just like in a GPS, you can't get to your end point. You can't get to your destination if you don't know where you're starting. So we have to take stock of where we are today. And so many of the activities, the assessments, the tools are going to ask you to do some of that self-reflection. And it's designed to push you out of your comfort zone. Because when do we learn best? When we're uncomfortable, not when we are comfortable. So by design, you're going to feel a bit vulnerable. You're going to feel a bit uncomfortable, but I am there to guide you every step of the way. And one person said, one of the reviewers said, it's reading this book is like sitting down and having a conversation with uh, your mentor, where the mentor is guiding the mentee, you know, to really gain their power and their zeal and their zest for life so that they can overcome any obstacles that are put in their path. So awesome. I mean, I, I just think this is so exciting. And I had told Jennifer at the beginning, before we got on to the interview, that I just started reading this book last night. I had just gotten back from my honeymoon and I picked up this book and literally I couldn't put it down until I had to go to sleep. <laughs> I mean, That's I literally, <laughs> yes. I mean, I was just like, oh my gosh, I just 
loved it. And it is one of those books that it's, it, this is not jargony. It's not difficult to read. It's so inviting. It's so uplifting. And I couldn't have asked for a more perfect book last night when I came home from a busy day at my private practice. And it is that, that beautiful self-reflection where you can say, okay, even if life is good, wow, there's things in here where I can take it to great. That's right. We're not here to settle for good. If this short amount of time that we have on this earth, why wouldn't we make it exceptional? Why don't we strive for amazing, spectacular? That's what I mean by thriving instead of just surviving. We're not here to settle. Yes, 100%. And so then I want to ask you, what does thriving look like for you now? Like you had this amazing 11 years, it sounds like, and doing some phenomenal work in the world. And now what is it? that's lighting you up? What are those sparks that were ignited within you now that you have claim your swagger out? So to be honest right now, this is i I'm on another tough journey. So I'm on that, I'm on that uphill climb now, because as many of you may or may not know, it's not just about writing a book. That's not how you help people. You have to get it into people's hands to be able to help them. And marketing a book is really hard. (laughs) It's not my forte. And it's something I'm learning about every single day. But I am so, my purpose that I have redefined in the process of writing this book is to ignite people's swagger so they can transform themselves and the world around them. So for me, what's lighting me up is being able to see and hear and read how this book has impacted already people's lives. I have literally been brought to tears reading some of the comments, some of the reviews, because as an author, you hope you have a desire and you have a hope for this book that you've put your blood, sweat, and tears into. It's almost like having a baby. I've never had a baby, but that's what people say when you have a book. It's like having a baby. And you hope that it does what you envisioned. And then to see some of the responses, I mean, literally have been, I've been in tears because I'm so excited that it's touching people in the way that I hoped. And that means that I just have to keep going. I have to apply my own. I coach myself every day. I live my swagger every day. T to the power of three. I have to be patient on this journey. I have to keep putting the time in and I will succeed if I keep going. And and what a beautiful message. You're living it as you are giving it. You know, you're giving this message and you are living it in your own life as well. And Yeah, I think about that. I just came on the one year anniversary of my latest book, Becoming Fierce. And it's been the same journey. I mean, when I'm hearing you, my heart is resonating with that. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, I poured my heart into this. I poured part of me. And I think that's what this purpose is. When we talk about igniting the spark, you know, something was ignited within you in this beautiful book and you shared this. And now you get to see, it's like these concentric rings of, you know, these sparks shooting out into the universe. 
and it's igniting all these other people. And what a great gift for others and such a beautiful gift for you. I'm, I'm so glad that you've done this. And so now that people are reading this book, how do they get a hold of you if they're wanting maybe to do, are you doing coaching and you're still doing this transformation work with people? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm still evolving and being open to where this journey is taking me. They can find me at swaggeru.com. So swaggeru is short for Swagger University. So it's the letter U. So swaggeru.com. They can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. They can reach out to me in multiple places. There's also, I'm going to be developing additional content and coursework. So if people want to take deeper dives into certain aspects that they're learning in the book, because there's only so many activities I could actually put into the book. So I'm going to give people access to even more so they can really strengthen, develop, and truly claim that swagger. There'll be things like masterclasses. I'm actually going to be doing a retreat uh, up at Triple Creek Ranch in March. That's in Montana. Fabulous place. It's going to be really small and intimate. Only 16 people are going to be at that retreat. So things like that, that I'll be doing. Uh, so please reach out to me and stay tuned. I also put a weekly newsletter out. It's called Swagger Sense. And they can get that either through LinkedIn, they could subscribe to it or through the website. So they can stay posted and up to date on all things Swagger. That is fabulous. And I just want to say there's only going to be 15 places available because I want to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> I we could chat when we get off it. this. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> okay. I am so excited about that. That just sounds phenomenal. So, hey, everyone, get this book, Claim Your Swagger. Jennifer Sakalo. what a joy talking with you. You are such a lit up passionate person and how lovely that you have claimed your swagger. You continue to claim it and that you're sharing this with the world. Well, it's truly been my honor, my privilege to do so. And I like to tell people that swagger is not just a word. It's a lifestyle. It's something that needs to be practiced and worked on every day. Well, and that is the message. I was just going to ask you, what would your essential message be as we wrap up? Is that the essential message for you? That is one of the biggest things that I like to share with people is this is not something that can just be done or read and put aside and said, check the box. This is a lifestyle. It is something mm -hmm. that you work on and you practice daily. And that is the way that we stay with our swagger intact and fully claimed. And that's how we thrive instead of just survive. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for being here with us. And for you listeners, all the information is going to be in the show notes. So if you want to get links, you want to get more of the information about how to contact Jennifer, just look at the show notes. And remember that when sparks ignite, my latest film is still playing on Plex network on the more you channel. It is a free network. So look at how you can ignite these sparks, read Jennifer's book, go check out the film and we'll ignite these sparks together. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to Igniting the Spark with Stephanie James. Thank you for listening. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Make sure you subscribe and receive every episode. For more information about this show, my books, films, and events, 
go to stephaniejames.world and ignite your best life. We spend a third of our lives sleeping and dreaming, yet most of us have no idea what goes on during that time. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, and as a dream expert and best-selling author, I'm here to empower you to mine the gold from your nighttime dreams. Join me on the Kelly Sullivan Walden Show, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, available wherever you get your podcasts. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down.